Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. You're listening to an episode of The Host Show. I am your host, Jasper Rivers, and we release a new episode of this show every single Monday. And in these episodes, I interview Airbnb hosts from all around the world to share their stories and provide tips and tricks on how to get started and be successful as an Airbnb host. Now, this episode is brought to you by Legends X, our 90-day short-term rental accelerator program that's designed to help you skill your hosting business by getting yourself out of the daily operations. So that frees up your time so you can become the CEO of your business instead of the manager and really focus on those higher level tasks that move the needle and allow you to grow. So for more information about Legends X and how to join, visit strlegends.com X. Now let's dive into today's episode. Enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 459 of Get Paid for Your Pad, episode of The Host Show. And today we're going to talk about how to create a world-class guest experience on Airbnb. And we got a true expert here on the show today, uh, Mr. Bryce Kano. Is that how you pronounce it? Kano, but you let people say whatever they want. (laughs) All right. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like my name is being, my first name is being pronounced in the hundred different ways by starbucks and please so yeah sure <laughs> but yeah man welcome to the show where yeah we're going to talk about the world how to create a world-class guest experience and i know that you know how to do that because uh, a couple of weeks ago eric and i were chatting on the podcast and he mentioned that he had stayed at one of the homes that you actually designed and it's called the retro great retreat in Joshua tree and Eric mentioned to me, and this is the reason that we talked about it on the podcast too, is that his girlfriend pretty much started crying when she arrived at the Airbnb because she felt like, wow, this is completely designed for me. That's really special. And that's really the goal of any Airbnb is to really understand your guest avatar that well, that you can create an experience that your avatar literally thinks like, wow, this is specifically created for me. So awesome, uh, awesome job on that. And I'm excited to, to pick your brain and, and to learn how we can, how we can do that and, and how the listeners can do that. So excited to dive into that. Give us a quick background of, of yourself and what you do with your business. Yeah. So first off, appreciate all that. Part of the reason why we're chatting right now is just because you know, I heard you guys talking about you know, one of our properties and I reached out and it's kind of a thank you and everything. And so that's exactly what we're looking for with every you know, experience that we can kind of put out there. Obviously, we had no idea, you know, Eric was who he was or anything when we were doing that. That's kind of just how we treat everybody. But it's really nice to see, you know, some sort of feedback like that, right? You always try and, you know, sometimes you don't succeed, but as long as you're trying and you're getting some of that feedback from people, it, you know, starts to feel really good. And, Kind of shows that uh, you know all the work you put in is is worth it, right? But yes, yeah, so I'm actually the the founder of Hugh Home Rentals. I've been kind of in you know real estate, kind of you know tech and travel spaces for a long time. Basically, since I was in college, I've been working with different startups and stuff, all centered around this type of thing. But yeah, basically, Hugh Home Rentals is what we call kind of a listing management service 
kind of the bread and butter of our service is you know helping you set up and optimize and run your Airbnb account. Depending on the certain areas that we're in, we do have kind of really good connections with you know local people to help with real estate, with you know setting up properties, with you know managing those properties. We also do social media branding and PR and you know, all that type of stuff, right? For us, it's kind of a multi-pronged approach for everything. You know, we see the value and you know all these little things that all add up to you know make this awesome guest experience for people. But yeah, I'd say the biggest thing. It's just making sure you've got a really good team around you. At the end of the day, you're going to be really good at certain aspects of you know this Airbnb model, right? And I think sometimes the mistake a lot of people make is trying to do everything themselves. And you know, the quicker you can kind of find out what you're really good at and you know find people to take over the rest of that and you know put trust in them for that, the better you're going to be, right? We made the, I think we talked about the other day, we made the mistake early on, you know, a few years ago with another company that we'd done trying to do everything ourselves. And really where we become successful with, you know, Hugh Home Rentals is just sticking to what we're really good at and, you know, outsourcing some of the rest of it. And obviously we're, we've got kind of our hands and our, our brains and all of the other stuff as well um, in terms of, you know, piecing it together and kind of giving people feedback and, you know, our experience with all of it as well. But yeah, you can't do it without a really, really great team. Yeah, for sure. Tell us a little bit more about the the Reto Great Retreat. And for, for people who are listening, check out this Airbnb listing. If you if you put it in Google, Reto Great Retreat, uh, it will show up. Just put Jusha Tree there because that's where it's located. I was able to find it really quickly. So definitely worth taking a look at an Airbnb listing because it's really well created, but also the design and the layout of the unit and as well is, is really incredible. So give us some more detail on what is the retrograde retreat? Yes, yeah, so a retrograde retreat is actually our newest listing that we've launched out in Joshua Tree. And you know, as much as we'd love to take you know, full responsibility for how great it's done, like I said, it's all about having a really good team around you. And so you know, the owner... Her name is Betty, and she has a, her own kind of company called Stay a While Cabins, which she has some cabins in you know the Big Bear area as well. She's kind of growing out her own you know business side of this whole thing and owning these different units. But you know she also has kind of come to the conclusion where you've got to have a good team around you, right? And so she hired us while she was an escrow on this property that she purchased out in Joshua Tree, which you know soon became Retrograde Retreat, and. We went back and forth with just all these different ideas on how to essentially take this property from, you know, just a house on a bunch of dirt to an experience, right? And so her and I have had, you know, countless conversations over the phone, just throwing ideas back and forth. And so we kind of came up with, you know, all these different amenities that we have. And even what you see out there right now is just phase one. So right now we've got a saloon. We've got a deck that's got you know a hot tub built into it, a cowboy tub, which is super popular out in Joshua Tree. Uh, it's got like a, a kind of a hanging bed that you could kind of lay out there under the stars. It's got you know, an outdoor eating area that's also got you know some string lights around it. It's got another bar area that's got built-in barbecue and you know hanging uh, swinging chairs that you can kind of sit out you know and look out at the desert. It's got a built-in fire pit, so it's got a lot of stuff already, right? But 
uh, beginning of May, we're adding uh, what's called a mod pool, which is one of those shipping container pools, with, like the glass front to it, building a big deck around it. The other side of that's going to have an outdoor movie theater. So you can sit out there and you know, under the stars and watch movies and stuff. And so a lot of that was just kind of out of necessity too, which is, you know, something we've been really lucky with is doing so much stuff in Joshua Tree where it's needed, right? To compete out there. It's kind of at the forefront of these experiential properties. And so, you know, since day one, we've always had to come up with new ideas to stand out out there and offer another, you know, experience for people that they can't get anywhere else. And so, you know, it's kind of really, you know, helped us hone in these skills of, you know, coming up with ideas to add to these properties. And, you know, each property that we kind of work with new owners on, we were always adding, kind of pushing the limits and trying to add new experiences for people. Because once you kind of come up with an idea, it's pretty funny how quickly, you know, a bunch of other properties in that area start to pop up with, you know, the similar type amenities, right? And so it's, you got to really think about it as a business and everybody else out there is, or every other house is a competing business. And so to do that, you have to stand out. And so uh, in terms of the, the build out of the property, right? That was, you know, us working hand in hand kind of with the owner, Betty. She kind of ran the crews out there and really put her touch on the style of everything that looks fantastic. And then, you know, talking about other experiences, uh, we've got a really, really great local manager. His name's Austin, who runs all of our local management out there. Uh, you know, he, again, you know, understands creating that ambiance for people when they walk into a property, kind of going above and beyond. And so starts with having really, really good cleans one, right. So that people aren't, you know, coming into a property and, you know, thinking that it's dirty or, you know, and goes all the way to, you know, if we find out that it's someone's birthday or they're celebrating something or, you know, anything that we can kind of think of to send over something for them during their stay, whether it's a bottle of wine or a cake or a charcuterie board, or, you know, just anything to go above and beyond. And that's how, you know, Eric found us, I guess, or started talking about it was, you know, we'd found out, we saw in the app that they were uh, celebrating her birthday. And so we sent over a charcuterie board and a bottle of wine for them. And you know, it just really made them happy, you know, and, and that's kind of what we yeah. strive for is uh, not only to create these amazing experiences with the property, but, you know, the stay and, you know, check in and, you know, check out. It's, it's really from booking the property all the way through, you know, check out and beyond. Right. And that's also social media and everything kind of comes into play. We, you know, really want to create this experience as soon as they book. We're in the midst of creating a bunch of promotional videos for all of our properties as well. And so as soon as someone books, we'll, you know, get their email address, we'll email it to them, gives them the opportunity to really start getting excited about what this property is and what they can experience while they're there. And, you know, they can share it with their friends and the other guests and everything. And, you know, from the very beginning, if you can get people excited about a property, you know, it really starts their experience from there. And that's what we're striving for. What's a cowboy tub? <laughs> so it's, it's essentially a big stock tank, right? So a lot of ranches and stuff use them to feed their horses or, you know, water their horses or whatever. And someone at some point out in Joshua Tree said, hey, this is a great idea to turn into a pool. And so it's a big kind of, you know, silver metal thing and you're able to fill it up with water. They even have the ability to put add-ons for heaters and you know, cleaners and all that stuff into them. But it's really popular out there just because it's kind of a trendy thing. So it's, it's essentially a cold plunge? Essentially, yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah those, are really, those are really popular right now. 
Have you heard of a guy called Wim Hof? I have not, no. Uh, just, just kind of <laughs> funny side story, but he's known as like the Iceman. And oh, okay. He started this movement a while ago. He's from Holland. We always considered him kind of like the crazy the crazy guy but now he's gotten oh. really popular around all around the world so like you know like he he takes people out to like canada and like walks in the snow barefoot and you know sits in oh wow cold plunges for days and ice baths and whatnot so that's just a, a whole different conversation but, uh, but yeah you're right <laughs> i mean the, i know that cold plunges have gotten really really popular i was listening to an episode on joe rogan with a guy called david sinclair and he's a longevity expert. He does all these experiments okay. to figure out how humans can live longer. And apparently, cold, daily cold exposure turns on certain processes in your body that will stimulate your cells to, to clean themselves up or something like that. Anyway, apparently, you jump in a cold plunge every day, you might live longer. Oh, okay. Interesting. I'll have to <laughs> check out that theory, I guess. That's basically what it is. I mean, when you're out in the desert like that, you have to have some sort of cold water feature for them to be able to you know, cool off in during the summer. And that's just a really cheap, easy way to get it done. And, and I, again, it, you start thinking about experiences and stuff. And so, you know, it started out as someone just stuck one in their backyard, right? You can fill it up with a hose while you're there and kind of sitting there. And it's kind of expanded to this now like what we have where you've got, you know, a big deck around it. And, you know, we, we even just sent somebody in to paint the side of it with the logo and kind of some stuff. And I've seen people paint the bottom of it so that, you know, when you do an aerial shot, you can see down and kind of see this design at the bottom of it. So it's really kind of expanded. And so, you know, it wasn't always needed to have a pool out there in terms of, again, kind of thinking back to the business side of it, right. Competition wise. About a year ago, I had looked at you know some data and it was like 4% of houses out there had pools. Now that's somewhere closer to like 15, 20%. And so when you start to see that, especially when the low season out in Joshua Tree is summertime, you start to have to have these things to you know, compete, right? And so that's kind of the cheapest way to do it. Uh, you know, A lot of people are starting to put in-ground pools in, and then you're starting to see some of these mod pools kind of pop up because they cost around the same as... a uh, you know, an in-ground pool, but it's, again, it's a different experience that you can't have just at home. That's why we're always trying to think of like, okay, what's the best way to utilize this budget that we have to create these experiences that, you know, people are going to want to talk about people that are going to want to you know post about it. We always talk about Instagram ability of it. Right. And so that's kind of the basis behind everything that we're thinking of doing to a property is what's the best way to utilize this budget to create the best experience that this person wouldn't be able to get anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely managed to do that. I mean, I'm scrolling through the pictures on your Airbnb listing and, you know, the things that you mentioned, there's a hot tub, there's a, the cold plunge or the cowboy tub. Mm -hmm. There's like a, there's like a fire pit and they're all in separate areas. So it's, yeah. kinda, it's really cool. And I like how you guys have, you have like several aerial photos of the whole mm -hmm. property. So you can clearly see like, Oh, that's how the layout is. There's so many things to do. It seems like there's, there's this outdoor shower. There's, there's the bed, the hanging bed that's outside. There's a yeah. couple chairs there. There's the, the bar with, with the barbecue as well. There's a little area where you could like fresh up or like, putting your makeup as a mirror there. So this, there's just like all these little things that you can do outside, um, yeah. which 
you know, as you said, it's all about, that's what it's all about, right? It's like all about that, yeah. those little experiences. And it seems like you've been able to, to kind of get her a whole lot of little different experiences in that, in that outdoor area. Yeah. And that's another thing, like any property that we're working on and, you know, talk to the owners about kind of building out for me. I mean, what I always try to do is like, Hey, what would me and my friends want to go do? What would excite us? Uh, a lot of times, you know, I'm kind of that you know age of, you know, the people that are going out there and so like, you know, tend to understand it a little bit more. And so it's like, when you see an area, no matter how big or small it is, right. Or even if it's just, you know, a condo, right. And you've got, you know, an extra bedroom or something, right. It's like, how can you utilize and separate this space into a bunch of smaller spaces and create experiences in each one of those spaces, right? Because if you can do that, then you're starting to be on the right track in terms of, you know, getting people excited to go stay at this one spot, right? And so like we have another property uh, in Joshua Tree, it's called Pride House and it's, it's very small, it's two bedroom, but, you know, even right when you walk in the front door to the left, this little table that's shaped like an, it looks like an ice cream cone. Right. And so it's like, you know, you sit down there and you can imagine people wanting to take social media pictures there. Right. We've got a pink bathtub in the backyard. Right. So it's all about taking these little small spaces and thinking about like, you know, what's the best use of this space in terms of creating an experience for you know the guests that are going to stay here. Yeah. That's pride house. Is it P R I D E H and then H A U S. Yeah. With a little flamingo icon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm I'm checking that out right now. Actually, that looks really definitely looks really cute. And you know, that's a big thing too, is like is is thinking that way of like what's Instagrammable, like what would people want to put on Instagram? Because nowadays that's kind of the first thing that people want to do when they arrive yeah. <laughs> at, at, at the Airbnb. It's like, how can I show this off to my friends and yeah. on, on Instagram, right? So I also noticed there's a there's a photo in there with an actual person, you know, in in that bathtub. Is that something that um, that you do a lot, having having framed photos or photos with with people in them? Yeah, we try to. So we, we do a lot of influencer stays uh, again on the social media side of everything and growing all that out. Essentially, we see it as two ways that people come in one directly from Airbnb, right? There's a whole another group of people that come from, you know, social media or blogs or Googling or right. And so we've got two kinds of approaches to building up this account. Right. But when it comes to these social influencer stays, we always are getting these lifestyle shots of them using the property. And I think it's really big to help put these guests in these experiences before they even book. Right. And so if you can, you know, highlight how you're going to be potentially using the property and see, I guess it essentially puts them in the mindset of, I can see myself doing the same thing. Right. And, you know, having this experience just like this person's doing. And so I do think that it's really important to, you know, do that as long as you're doing it correctly. Right. And so, like, I've seen a lot of people be very successful with, like, if you're go to, customer or renter of your property is going to be families, right? Having families go use that property and getting, you know, shots of them, especially if they're, you know, high-end shots of them utilizing those spaces can go a long way to convincing them to pick your property over somebody else's. Right. And so, you know, I've seen other properties where, 
they've got, you know, an outdoor shower and it's, you know, a dad standing out there holding, you know, his newborn baby kind of in the outdoor shower, right. And their go-to people are obviously families. Right. And so it kind of helps with the whole branding aspect of like, okay, who is my ideal guest and how am I going to market to them the best way possible? We've got another property uh, called Espana Daga and Joshua Tree has got this little outdoor like yoga studio, right? So some of our influencers that have stayed there have done photo shoots with them doing yoga in there. And we kind of market it as like a wellness retreat out there. And, you know, so having somebody utilizing that space if you look, we have pictures of it with not somebody in it and pictures with somebody in it. And it's a lot more welcoming and inviting with somebody actually using the space than, you know, not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely something that I thought about as well. Like, do you know if there's any restrictions when it comes to Airbnb of having people in photos? I do not. <laughs> we, we've never seen anything, right? I guess we'll find out if they ever kind of come after us. <laughs> but at the same time, all of these people have, license these photos to us because they've done these yeah. influencer stays and stuff. And so it's not something that we're, you know, too worried about from that aspect. We also, you know, call them out in the picture to give them credit for it. I guess we'll see. We can have a conversation another time if, if we do get kind of shut down for it. But as of right now, I haven't seen anything. Yeah. Like Airbnb has like these funny things in their content policy. You know, like for example, the emoticons, like technically that's not yeah. allowed. I don't think anybody ever gets in trouble over it, but I was just curious if you had any any thoughts on that, but um, yeah, I haven't seen anything. And then the emoticons thing—I I always go back and forth on it. To be honest, uh, we're always trying to you know optimize any way we can. And so you know, if it gets a little stale, I'll kind of try a new thing, kind of go back and forth, just testing out theories on you know what's going to help, what's not. And so you know, some of them right now have them, some of ours don't. I'm in the process of taking them all out again to kind of see if that jump starts some stuff. But yeah, I mean, I think it's it all goes back to the algorithm, right. And what's yeah. going to, you know, help push it and not. And they're obviously keeping track of all these things. And, you know, if it's not working, the biggest thing you'll see is, you know, a drop in the views that you're getting. Um, and sure. then you could just, you know, change accordingly. I love that. The giant um, connect four game that you have on, oh, the, yeah. <laughs> on that one property It's called, uh, I'm looking at it right now. It's the wellness one. Oh, Espanya Daga. Yeah. Daga. Yeah. That's really cool. One thing I noticed too is you guys are crushing it with the captions. Yeah, I I read all those. <laughs> huh. Yeah, those captions are solid. You know, that's something that I I feel like a lot of hosts kind of overlook or they just don't know what to write. But yeah, it can really help. You were saying you were saying earlier, you were saying like you want to visualize the experience and put the viewer like inside the experience, right? To to you know, almost like make them feel like they're already experiencing it through the through the the story that you're telling with the photos, and I think those captions can play a role there. Because, for example, you have a, a caption here. I'll just read it. Retrograde retreat is packed with great amenities. Catch a meteor shower from our outdoor hanging bed, or take a shower while catching a beautiful sunrise. You know, because like you look at the photo and you see like, oh, there's a hanging bed and. I see there's a shower, although you could even overlook that, the fact that mm-hmm. there's a shower, because it's basically just the, the shower head poking out of a little wall that could be missed. But then if you read, when you read the caption, it's like, oh, wow, meteor showers. Like, I didn't know, I didn't know there's meteor showers out there. And maybe somebody would have missed that it's a hanging bed, for example. You know, there's little details that you might just yeah. notice when you look at the photos. So I think those captions can really contribute to 
you know, helping the viewer visualize that experience. Yeah. And I think like, and you're talking back to retrograde, like we, with all these properties, another part of our service, right. Is the social media branding, you know, PR, all of that. Right. So we come up with all the names and the logos, and then we try to carry that personality through all the rest of the stuff that we do. And so like retrograde kind of has the same tone going through, you know, everything that's written on the listing. Right. And so it's like, even like the, the summary, right. Kind of carries a certain tone through it where it's, it's like, we're, we're not so serious about everything. Right. It's, it's kind of a fun thing, right. We want you guys to come out here and have fun and just kind of highlighting some of the stuff that we offer. And then again, just, I don't know, another term besides just the branding aspect of it, right? The more we can build that out and connect the same tone that we're speaking through social media and the videos that we're posting and, you know, the summary, and then all the way to, like you said, uh, the captions and the photos, then, you know, people that are looking to book see that, all of it's so well thought out that, you know, this is going to be a good experience for me once I get there too, you know, yeah, to exactly. connect all the dots essentially. Yeah, exactly. If you go into so much detail and you put so much effort into creating and shaping the listing with the captions and the way you, you know, put the description together, people are going to assume that you're going to put a similar amount of detail to their actual stay. And if there's any challenges or issues that come up, it just gives you like a super professional image as a, as a host. Yeah. And I know that doesn't work for everyone, right? A lot of people too want, you know, that local experience of, you know, that local host and stuff. And like, you know, that's not exactly what we're going for, right? We want more of that professional experience so that people know that they're getting a really good quality stay every time. I think that's, you know, one of the downsides that a lot of people have for Airbnb is that you never know what you're going to get. Right. And Mm -hmm. so building our own brand of Hube and all the properties that we manage, you know, a lot of the logos that we create all kind of are similar in the sense of the color schemes and the look of them and everything so that people know that they're staying at a Hube Homes property and they know what to expect. Right. And so I also know that it's People can be very successful doing things on their own and having pictures of themselves and kind of, you know, playing that role of like, hey, you're going to be a guest at our home. And I think a lot of people also look for that, but there's room in this industry for, you know, all sorts of different plays on it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, the more you get clear on who you're creating the experience for and who you're not creating it for, clearly yeah. you get on that is, is the, the, the more success you're going to have, right? Correct. What's that expression? Like you want to be uh, a big fish in a small pond versus like a small fish in a big pond or something like that. I don't know, yeah. Maybe that, I, don't <laughs> I don't know if that's right or fun, but it just came to mind. <laughs> yeah. No, I think more so like jack of all trades, but master of none. Right. Where yeah. it's like, again, kind of going back to our original part of the conversation <laughs> where it's like, you don't have to appease everybody. Right. At the end of the day, You've got one date to book out for your listing, right? You can only rent it out to one person. You know, if you're going for higher end clientele or you're going for this or that or whatever, like stick to what you're looking for and you have a higher chance of staying booked more because you only have to find one person per date. You don't make every single person happy that's out there in terms of booking. 
now, you know, it's a difference. And once they are booked and they're going to stay there, right. You want to treat everybody, you know, well as you possibly can and create these experiences for them and stuff. But I think a lot of people, you know, have mistakes when they're trying to appease every single person that's out there. And when you're doing that, you're spreading yourself too thin. And a lot of times it, you know, it's not one centralized idea. And so it's harder to portray that to those guests. And, you know, they see that, like I said, for us, we're always trying to really hone in on exactly who it is that we're doing this for. And then it makes it easier to, you know, follow through with that. Yeah. hundred percent. Awesome, man. Well, this was, uh, this was great. Very helpful to get your thoughts on all of this stuff. Let, uh, why don't you let people know where they can find you if, if people want to work with you, they want to check out your Airbnb listings. Yeah. Awesome. So kind of two best places to look. Our website is www.hughomerentals.com. That's H-Y-G-G-E-H-O-M-E rentals, R-E-N-T-A-L-S.com. <laughs> and also our Instagram is just underscore Hugh Home Rentals on Instagram. So it's pretty easy to find us there as well. And we post you know, all of our different properties on there. We've got links to all the different you know, Airbnbs that we're working with and stuff. And so it's really a good follow because we're constantly putting out good content of all those different properties. Awesome. So he, how do you pronounce, is that Danish? Like he could- It is. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I know I'm not pronouncing it the correct way. I think it's uh, Huga or Huga, but I just think it sounds a little bit better with homes after it to say Hugh Homes. People say Higgy all the time. I think part of the fun part about it is that it is kind of a strange word and people can pronounce it however they want. I think it kind of helps grow. And so, yeah, kind of let people have fun with it. Yeah. And I noticed you kind of use that theme throughout your properties because you also have house spelled yeah. uh, H-A-U-S, which is the German spelling, I think. And then you have the two little dots on the U, which makes me think it might be even Danish or Swedish or I don't, I don't know, but it's definitely a different language. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like to kind of, again, just pull all of that together in terms of branding. We get pretty creative when it comes to the naming of these properties and the logos and everything. We have another one coming on board that's called Isla Zama or Isla Zama in Joshua Tree. And it's going to be a really cool, what's the name of it? What's the place in Mexico that everyone's going these days? Tulum. Um, Tulum. Yeah, it's a Tulum style. There's Tulum themed Airbnb out in Joshua Tree. And so we went with Isla Zama because Zama is actually what the Mayans used to call that area. Uh, before you know it was Tulum, and so we try to play kind of on you know the theme of the property and get creative in the way that we're kind of naming it. Yeah, I'm curious. There's España, which means Spain, and then there's Daga. I don't, what does Daga mean? Yeah, so it means dagger in Spanish. I really wanted to put you know some sort of dagger in the logo. The owners weren't really into that, so we kind of went with the logo that we have there. But the property's on Avenida La España Daga. And so that's kind of how we got into España Daga is the name of it. You know, we've got another one out there called Melrose Mirage, which is essentially a, you know, Hollywood Hills mansion looking place, modern, drop down in the desert. And so, you know, that's where Melrose, you know, Melrose in, in Los Angeles and, you know, Mirage being the desert, right? So we're always trying, like I said, trying to pull in, you know, ideas from the property itself or the theme that we're kind of going with and, you know, the area and kind of pull it all together for, branding purposes. Got it. Awesome. All right. Well, if you want to check out these Airbnb listings, and I highly recommend you do it, just 
it's just really cool to look at them uh, and inspirational. So yugahomerentals.com. It's H-Y-G-G-E and then homerentals.com. Also, you can go on, Air- on Google and, uh, and just Google the names of the properties like Retrograde Retreat, Joshua Tree and Pride House, Joshua Tree, and then España Daga, Joshua, Joshua Retreat. Joshua Tree, I just Googled them right now on the spot as we were uh, talking <laughs> on the podcast and I was able to find them all. So, so that's, a, that's another way to find these listings too. So anyway, thank you so much, Bryce. This was really awesome. Love what you're doing. So keep, uh, keep up the good work. And Yeah, uh, I appreciate it. It was great uh, chatting with you about it. Yeah, for sure. We'll have you on uh, again in the future. I would love to. It's always good, uh, you know, passing off any knowledge that we have. That's one of the things I love about this industry is that people are so passionate. I told you before we kind of hopped on, uh, the whole reason why I found you is because, you know, one of your listeners and, you know, she's been kind of on your podcast and stuff for Mad Men Rentals. She was the one that reached out and kind of told me about us being on there. And then, you know, I ended up having you know about a two hour conversation with her just going over, you know, passing information back and forth, kind of helping ourselves grow. And so I think it's really special what you guys are doing, you know, giving everybody a platform to be able to talk to each other on here and just pass information around so that we can all get better. I think the better we can all get and create experiences for people, the more Airbnb is just going to grow and it just helps everybody out. Yeah. hundred percent. Raise the tide. Not just exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Sweet. Thank you, Bryce. And uh, to listeners, thank you for listening. And Friday, Eric and I will be back with an episode of SDR Conversations. So we'll see you then. Thank you so much for listening to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. We really hope you enjoyed the show. And if you want to learn more about hosting on Airbnb and building a short-term rental business, then go ahead and subscribe to our daily email newsletter at getpaidforyourpad.com. And if you're just starting out on Airbnb, make sure to download our free Airbnb starter guide at getpaidforyourpad.com forward slash get started. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts for a chance to win lifetime access to the Short-Term Rental Profit Academy, our starter course for anybody who wants to start an Airbnb business. Every month we select one random reviewer and give that person access to the course. Um, So if you want to have a chance to win access to the course, uh, please leave us a review and then uh, you might uh, join our program pretty soon. So thank you for listening. Check back every Monday for a new episode of The Host Show and every Friday for an episode of SDR Conversations of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast. Yeah.